Today on CityCast Denver, it's all about the food this time of year, and that's what Bree, Peyton, and I are talking about today. Specifically, some huge news about our favorite pink Mexican restaurant inside a strip mall. Today is Friday, November 19th, 2021. I'm Xandra McMahon, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome back to the Casa Bonita podcast. I mean, CityCast Denver. I'm Alexandra McMahon. I'm a producer on this show. And this Friday, we're cooking up some food news for you. I'm joined by host Bree Davies. Hi, Alexandra. <laughs> Hi. And newsletter writer slash CCD food authority, Peyton Garcia. Hey, guys. All right. So the reason why we're talking about Casa Bonita yet again is because there was some big news this week. Uh, the South Park guys, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, uh, named a new executive chef, and it's a big name. Peyton, do you want to do the honors? Who who do they name? They their new executive chef at Casa Bonita is going to be Dana Rodriguez. And why? Who who is she? I because I, I will admit I had not yeah. heard of her name before Me this neither. week. But Peyton, when we said it in a meeting, your eyes like got really wide and you were like what I was surprised um she's a big name she's a she's a big name in the Denver culinary world you know her um she does work in class and super mega bien I, admittedly I've never been to work in class um but it has a, a stellar reputation most food writers I know have been there um but super mega bien I have been to multiple times and it's it's incredible so um Needless to say, if you're a food writer, if you're a food writer or a foodie in Denver, um, chances are you know Dana Rodriguez. She's a big name, and I was I was surprised that they brought in s- such big guns for this. Right, right, and I think the big concern. I mean, it's exciting, but the big concern on everyone's minds was, oh no, how is she going to change Casa Bonita? I know this was your big concern, Bree. Um, do you want to talk about your your gut reaction to this news? Yeah, it was just like it's just like a little confusing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's not just that they brought in someone to improve the food. They brought in like a renowned chef, like someone who's really known for incredible food. And it's not that the restaurant doesn't deserve incredible food. I just worried a little bit that it might get expensive or something, but. In the 5280 interview with Dana, she she kind of alludes to, like, they're not trying to do that. They're just trying to improve the food, which is, as everyone knows, is the biggest complaint. I've always been a person that's like, eh, I don't care. I mean, it really doesn't bother me that much. Especially growing up there as a kid, I have no memories of the food being terrible because I was a kid and I didn't care. So it's interesting. I think it's probably a really good move because you'll be bringing back or attracting folks that wouldn't necessarily go there because they've heard the food is so bad. Um, but, you know, there's just a little trepidation in any change with Casa Bonita. Yeah, I have I have to agree with you, Brie. I, I feel like I had some conflicting emotions right on, like right as soon as I heard this news, um, because I know Dana Rodriguez as you know, I know her her food and her work, and and she's stellar. She's a three times James Beard Award nominee. So right off the bat, I was excited. I was like, wow, this is 
a, a strong move on Matt and Trey's part. Um, but yeah, you kind of, you're like, okay, well, what exactly does that mean though for this, like, for everything we know that Casa Bonita is? And I was a kid too who I never really cared about the food. It was fine. I, I wasn't getting food poisoning. I wasn't, right. you know, spitting it out on my plate. It was fine. They were like, they were like decent. Okay, maybe not decent, but they, <laughs> they were edible enchiladas. And half the time, I just scarfed it down so I could get to the fun stuff anyway. But she goes on in the, Chef Dana goes on in the 5280 piece to talk about how, um, you know, she's a longtime Casa Bonita fan herself. So she's been there and, and she doesn't want, she talks about how they don't want to lose the kitsch that is Casa Bonita either. And she says in the article that the menu will largely stay the same. It'll be taco platters, enchilada platters. Um, she said it's just going to be good taco platters and enchilada platters. So hopefully, you know, it's it's she's not going to go all gourmet on us. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't, not that that would be a bad thing because she's an incredible chef. But yeah, it makes you wonder, like, are people going to is it going to change the accessibility? Yeah, but I it did make me feel better, like you said, that she said she's a fan and she'd been going, you know, she's been going to Casa Bonita. Like, so she understands it. I think that that's important. One thing that I was ner- nervous about is is she said, I wouldn't take this job if they didn't have me do the sopapillas. And <laughs> the sopapillas are like the only thing that are really delicious at Casa Bonita. However, I could see them just getting even better. Totally. Which, no complaints. Uplisted. Yeah. 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 In the 5280 piece, they mentioned that she actually stole the flag raising uh, tactic for one of her other restaurants. So I'm sure the red flags are not going anywhere. So she get and she gets it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where, totally. where does she use that, Peyton? She uses it at Super Mega Bien. Oh, that's right. Okay. Alexandra, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, I think more than anything, my first thought was like, and this was already kind of happening when the South Park bros took over. I'm just like, Casa Bonita, we're never going to be able to go again because it's going to be so crowded like all the time, especially if the food is really good, because I feel like that's kind of the reason why it's easy to get into right now is like it's been there for a long time. A lot of people in Colorado have already gone um, and like you're not going for the food. So you don't, you don't, you go once in a blue moon, but like, I don't know. I just feel like people are going to go all the time now and people are going to travel from out of state to go because, you know, South Park and it's going to be like, you know, South Park tourist destination. And I'm just bummed that I didn't get to go more before this change of hands happened because I just feel like it's going to be really hard to get in now. Oh, and when Paul and I took the free Casa Bonita tour recently, they totally addressed that, Alexandra. We were featured in a uh, 2003 episode of the show, South Park. Um, Cartman comes to the restaurant, uh, technically steals a basket of uh, sopapillas from one of the tables on the Grand Vista, scampers off screen over into this lovely uh, gazebo right here, sits down at that exact table, eats the sopapillas, and then jumps off the cliff. So pretty cool little crossover into cartoon world. Also, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they'd always let us know when they're going to air that episode because we have to staff a couple more people. Um, the next three weeks, we'd usually have a big rush of people coming in and stuff like that. So, I will say that going as a kid in the 80s, it was popping. Like, the line would oh, yeah. be out the door, down. I remember standing uh, along the strip mall because there used to be a big Sir Waterbeds like next to it. So you'd like stand, you'd, 
you would have to wait a long time. And then in the last couple of years, I would go and there was no line and it kind of felt sad a little bit. (laughs) So hopefully it's like not totally unattainable, but to see it super busy again would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that the the South Park guys, they have, I mean, just based on, because they really hadn't said anything, and they, they still haven't really said anything about their vision for the future, but um, Chef Dana kind of gave us some insights in the interview she did with 5280, and, and she says that their motto, the whole team's motto right now is change nothing, improve everything, and it's this really, like, idealistic vision of what I think we all want Casa Bonita to be, right? Like, we want it to be exactly the same, but better. And I I think that's going to be harder to execute than it is. I mean, that's easier said than done. Um, But yeah, with just all the press that Casa Bonita has been getting this summer, and now they have this big name restaurateur who, if you've had her food, you're like, wow, she's really good. If you haven't, you're like, this is going to be great. So I, I don't know. It's but I think you're right. I think a resurgence for Casa Bonita could be a really good thing because um, I have a similar experience when I was when I was a kid and we we used to go, you know, a couple times a year. The, it was packed. Um, in the last couple of years that I've gone, it's so weird because you have to like walk through those long, empty yes. <laughs> lines. Well, and the other thing we have to think about is I, again, I was talking to my. A friend last night who's a realtor and she lives kind of near Casamita and she was like the area could use some economic boost it would be awesome if it was busy again it would be awesome for the strip mall that it's in it would be awesome for the surrounding businesses the 40 West Arts District is right there getting folks in the area more would be cool so if if there's a way to do it that preserves the things we love but also offers maybe Lakewood some some economic benefit from it that's kind of ideal, you know? But then all the houses out there, Brie, are just going to be oh, they already incredibly are. expensive. Don't no, worry about it. They're already it's overpriced. Already happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, is there anything even left in that strip mall? I can't, yeah, I can't they, picture. I mean, it's been revamped recently um, in the last couple of years. I think there's a Planet Fitness. There's a brewery oh. over there. There's a Dutch Brothers mm. Coffee, maybe, in the parking lot. I mean, they've, they've done some renovations of it, but it will only further spur that economic growth i mean i feel you does that mean it makes things more expensive i hope not but i think it could use the foot traffic you know yeah 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 i think um the the south park guys they have the right attitude going into this um because if they if they'd gone in and they're like we're just going to completely change this to a south park theme park like they would have had mobs with pitchforks at their door um they have the the right idea and (laughs) realistically something had to happen at Casa Bonita if it stayed in the state it is now it wasn't going to last for another x amount of decades like my kids might not be able to go there in the future because it was just becoming kind of old and dilapidated and it needs it needs a cleanup um it's a scary thing but Dana said that in the article like it's just gonna be a little cleaner and I was like hey who could argue with that you know yeah but like, I don't want them to get rid of my favorite thing was the Tootsie Roll treasured box chest. I don't think they'll get rid of that. But like when we were when Paul and I went for the tour, the things they were talking about already 
were like just ripping up the carpet in the basement mm-hmm. and, and replacing it. Maybe I mean, getting mm-hmm. some not broken skee-ball machines in there. There's yeah. like six, but only one ever works. <laughs> and there's like a room in the basement that's sort of like where other arcade games go to die. And like yeah. maybe that could become some some other kind of event space or something. I don't know. Like there's a lot they could do without that could just make it better. And yeah. I, I, I'm trying to be optimistic about it, especially because I have a kid now. And like, of course, I'm thinking, oh, man, I want him to go there so bad for his birthday parties. I hope it's not something totally weird and unattainable and expensive now. But it, you know, I'm hoping the best for the best. You know, Willie had never, I'm pretty sure, Willie had never gone until what he started dating me and I took him there. And I'm so happy he got to experience like the really gross rundown <laughs> version of Casa Bonita before it became... <laughs> Whatever it is going to become. But overall, I'm feeling excited and I'm feeling optimistic. I think that this was really good news that came out this week. Um, so, I I mean, it made me feel better about what's going to happen. I'm excited. And one more thing to mention before we move on from this is that uh, it was also announced this week that um, Trey and Matt are going to pay employees to volunteer at various organizations while they do this revamp so folks will not be unemployed which has been a big issue with the Casa Bonita situation because ever since the closure um, with COVID a lot of folks didn't get their last paychecks and you know some people have worked there since the 70s you guys and to have that kind of devotion to a place and then maybe not be treated great um, in the, in a really tough time for folks was kind of hard to think like, oh, are we really this stoked about this business? So if that means that the business side of it is improving and the employee, things for the employees are better, I'm all about it. Totally. I mean, the fact that they're retaining employees that have been there for decades is yeah. just awesome. I mean, they could have come in and completely said, we want a clean slate. We're bringing our people in here. Um, or even Chef Dana could have done that. She could have been like, I'm bringing my kitchen staff from work in class, but but they didn't do that. Um, and it's incredible. And they're they're paying, they're retaining and paying these employees to, to volunteer at nonprofits like um, Project Angel Heart and We Don't Waste, um, both of which are, you know, food-oriented nonprofits. Um, Plus, they're doing other stuff. They're doing Habitat Restores. It's great, though. I mean, it's a good group of nonprofits. And like you said, some of them are food-related. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I also think, um, I just really hope that the line stays the line. The When we did our episode with um, Professor of Fun, Dave Thomas, he talked about the need to wait in line in that queue to get your food because it's sort of the precursor to the, the ride that is Casa Bonita. Then you get the big entrance once you've waited in this long cafeteria queue so i really hope they keep we need we need matt and trey and chef dana to listen to that episode then yes. they'll know exactly how to yes. not to ruin casa Consult bonita professor of fun dave thomas please totally if, totally if, yeah if matt and trey would only get back to us come on the show guys because i i don't know i i'm not convinced that their intentions are are all good it seems good on paper but i need to hear it from their mouths on city yeah, cast that's Denver. true i appreciate <laughs> your skepticism etc no um and uh we're excited to know to learn more about chef dana rodriguez and um we're trying to get her on the show soon so mm-hmm. stay tuned listeners that might happen um but okay let's move on from casa bonita news into another food segment um that we're affectionately calling in the newsletter peyton's plate 
And so if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, you should uh, do that immediately at denver.citycast.fm. And every Friday, Peyton is giving you a personalized, curated restaurant recommendation. And they've been so good and so helpful, especially for me, because I never know where to eat. And I'm definitely the kind of person who just gets stuck in my routine and I just eat at the same like three places over and over again. And it's hard for me to branch out. But now all I have to do is just open my Friday newsletter from Peyton and be like, oh, cool. This is where I'm going to try this weekend. Um, so we wanted Peyton to come on the show and talk about this week's recommendation in a little bit more depth. Uh, so Peyton, what, what do you have for us? Yeah, so um, first I just have to say this has been a really, really fun thing for me to do, especially as all of these restaurants reopen from the pandemic. And that's what it's been for a lot of them is I've, I've gone to a handful of places that are like, hey, this is our grand reopening, our grand re-entrance into the dining scene. Um, and it's just been fun. It's just been great to see how excited the chefs and the staff are to finally have people back in their restaurants. Um, so it's been it's been great. And, and my list is never ending. Um, I, it's huge. I have so many places I want to go to, so many places I want to tell you guys about. Um, but this week I'm writing about a place called French 75. It is a Frank Bonanno concept. Um, and if you have listened to the show before or read my newsletters, you'll know that I'm a big Frank Bonanno fan. Um, he is one of the culinary tycoons here in Denver. He has a ton of concepts and they're all incredible. We interviewed him um, here on CityCast Denver. It was actually our first scheduled episode and it was talking to um, Chef Frank about Mizuna which has been a culinary staple forever. Um, but last week I went to French 75, which is kind of a more casual, um, more accessible, more affordable option of, of Frank Bonanno stuff. What'd you have? So it was it was actually their opening week. Uh, so I went in and it was it was a party. They it was it was great. It was packed. Um, it was bustling. And so French 75 is, as you might assume, a French restaurant. And I started off with a lobster burrata for $22. That's one of the starters. Um, But it's incredible. It was butter poached lobster with handmade burrata, slow roasted heirloom tomato, um, and topped with fish roe. It was very good. Peyton, what's burrata? So it's like, it's that, it's that cheese. um, It's a type of cheese. It's a real soft cheese. And it, it kind of pulls apart. Um, Interesting yeah. cheese and wasabi I, oh, together. It was Ooh. it was great. I'm it laughing, so but like like I knew what that was, but I didn't break. I'm just like, ah, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about, Peyton. Totally. Um, no, sounds, it's, it's I was just like, there was like a piece of this picture missing. I was like, ooh, buttery lobster and tobiko. Like, I love those things. What is burrata? Ooh, you add cheese to it? Okay. Sounds yeah, totally. They've got, you know, they, he's got escargot on the menu. We didn't try that. Um, I've never been a big escargot fan, so didn't try that. But they have, like, mussels and fries. Um, we also had his – so there's something on the menu called Frankie's Tagliatelle. And it's um, – the, the server was telling us he calls it Frank's <gasps> Grandma Pasta. And it was so good. So it's it's hand-rolled pasta tossed in creamy bechamel sauce with country-cured ham and Gruyere cheese. 
Oh my god, this is making me so hungry. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was it was so good. It, it's um, a level of comfort food, and that's twenty three dollars. Um, but it was it was delicious. It's like a croque monsieur, but like in pasta form. Um, it was it was great. It was so good. Willie was like, "Can we finish this and take it to go so I can have it for my hangover tomorrow?" <laughs> um, very very filling, very comforting, and it, it just kind of goes to show that not everything on the menu is like lobster and and snail and frog. I mean, legs. handmade pasta is fancy to me and mm. sounds delicious but it's not as scary of a dish so like if you've never had um it's not as like know, intimidating yeah if you're mm. if you're not if you're not super familiar with like french cuisine um it's it's a nice safe option it's you're gonna be you're gonna be happy it's it's homemade pasta with creamy cheese and ham it's it's a great it's a great option um and then for the for the star of the show i ordered duck confit um, and again, only $29. So for duck confit, that's not bad. Um, it's 24-hour roasted duck. And confit, I don't know if you guys know, that just means it's um, it's roasted in its own fat. So Ooh. it just really adds to the flavor um, with foie gras stuffing. So the foie gras stuffing is he took the stuffing, so like the little bread bits. And what you do traditionally with stuffing, why it's called stuffing, is you lift the skin of the bird and you stuff it in there. And then you cook it like that. So it's kind of like cooking the stuffing in its own juices. Um, like turkey. You do that yeah, on Thanksgiving exactly, with turkey. Exactly. Just he did it with this duck. And um, mm. oh, man, I died. I died and went to heaven. I could I could have died at that table and just like lived that moment over and over again. It was so great. Um, it was delicious. Duck is my favorite. Duck is underrated. It's the most underrated protein. Um, so... This this restaurant, um, so I'm featuring it today. It is it's kind of gonna be my fancy date night option. Um, if you want to go out for a special occasion, French seventy five is a great option. They're not always super fancy. Last week I did um, sushi that I found at a mall in Westminster. It was delicious. It I was love accessible. that. I want to go to a. I love going to malls, and so now I know there's a mall in Westminster that has good sushi. Oh I'm yeah, all about it. Happy Sumo at the Orchard in Westminster. It's it's delightful. So where is French Seventy Five? It's on Sixteenth and California. No. It's basically in the John Mansville building. So it's so it's in pretty close. That. So very downtown. Yes, off of Sixteenth Street Mall. So. Oh okay okay. Peyton. Will you be having photos of this delicious meal in the newsletter? Oh, yeah. So many. Oh, yeah. So many <laughs> delicious photos. You, you can get more details on this meal, the prices, what else they have to offer um, in the newsletter, uh, today's newsletter. So, Or you could subscribe and look at our back catalog and find it and all of the other restaurants you've missed. Yes. Do that. Brie, have you been to French 75? No. Oh, no, me neither. No, I but honestly, I, try it. I, I had no idea, um, honestly, until we started doing this show. And I learned a lot from Peyton, all of the things that Frank Bonanno had done, um, all the restaurants that he sort of has. And I love his, his t- I mean, it's a lot of elevated comfort food, it sounds like. Cheeses and meats and um, and lobster. Like, I'm thinking about the lobster mac and cheese that we talked about. I've mm. talked about with many people from, is that from Mizuna? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like, one of his like famous dishes. Oh, it sounds so delicious. So no, I'm going to have to check out, I need to go to more Frank Bonanno spots, but I'll definitely check this place out. I'm looking at it online in the, um, the 
the restaurant itself looks adorable. I love a nicely, I like a nicely designed space and it looks lovely, so. And I just have to say, we went on opening night and it was packed, it was, it was bumping, but Frank um, was on the line. They have an open concept kitchen and he, every time I've gone, when I've gone to Mizuna, he's on the line. He's out there, he's working. Um, he had his uh, signature prescription sunglasses on. Um, <laughs> he, he's a great dude. He's a humble dude. And all of his restaurants are doing something for Thanksgiving, which will be in um, today's newsletter as well. So I will, I will be detailing where you can get takeout meal kits and where you can dine um, on Thanksgiving if you are not planning on cooking at home. And all of Frank's restaurants are offering um, some sort of Thanksgiving option oh nice. that's awesome yeah very cool yay thanks Peyton and yeah like thanks. she said we interviewed Frank Bonanno way back when when we were just a small baby show and uh <laughs> maybe we'll great. drop a link we'll drop a link to that episode actually in the show notes so you can get to know Frank a little bit more and that's all for today here on CityCast Denver our producers this week were Paul Caroli and me Xandra McMahon Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mochachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren, plus more from the Epidemic Sound Library. Okay, Bree, Peyton, this was fun. Have a good weekend. Yeah, good good to talk to you. This guys. was great. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Go eat some good food. Yeah. yeah.